Hello everyone. Welcome to the third copy chart sessions of my YouTube channel, Data Science with Sam. Today I have a guest speaker from academics who is gonna share her learning and a research journey in the area of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Welcome uh, to the show, Paulina Nemkova. Thank you for joining. So could you Thank please you introduce me. yourself to our viewers? Definitely. Thank you for having me. So yeah, I'm uh, Paulina Nimkova, uh, and I'm a second year PhD student at the University of North Texas. My research area is uh, um, AI and machine learning. And I can talk more about how to get into PhD degree in AI and also what you need to know about that before get, getting into this. And also can talk more about general field. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm pretty sure my viewers and aspiring students would like to get into the AI and machine learning field will definitely be benefited from this talk. So I'm going to get to the questionnaire section. So my first question to you that, uh, I mean, I know you actually doing a research in Asia, artificial intelligence and machine learning, but if I want to take a step back, that uh, can you tell me that what motivated you to choose a research career path related to this field of study? Uh, yeah, definitely. In fact, I don't have very straight paths, so I can share my, my perspective on that. So actually, um, my bachelor's degree is in economics and from different countries, from Belarus. So after I moved to the U.S., I realized that I need to get my next level of uh, education, graduate education, graduate degree, and I was considering multiple fields. And I knew that I want to have something what will be very much appreciated in the future, something that excites me, and at the same time, something what can be implied in multiple areas. And I was researching um, different fields and I realized that AI is just perfect match for me because I already knew statistics before from my degree and I realized that I can apply AI in all possible areas that interest me. I have multiple interests in different fields and I realized that I can do projects in all of them. So I, I can make my own contribution uh, pretty much everywhere uh, because AI is so much applicable uh, in all areas of life. That's great to know. But just quick question, you know, just piggyback on that. So before you get onto this PhD field, I mean, uh, have you thought about that uh, you need to learn some programming language? Because you already had the statistics uh, background, right? So on top of that, did you like uh, kind of learn any new programming language before started to applying for the PhD? So I did, knew, I did um, know some programming language. I knew C++ and in my high school time, I learned Turbo Pascal, which is um, quite not, not very useful now, but the, you still know the uh, general approach. Exactly, to, the general uh, programming logic would still be right. the same. Yeah. Right, and then I also learned uh, Python, as I said, C++, I did work in MATLAB and R, mm -hmm. so it wasn't an issue for me. Then I also took a couple of um, classes before getting into degree. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, I took um, about a year before applying just to do research uh, with uh, professors. So what I did, I just reached out to a couple of professors in the TFW area where I live. Um, those professors that I was interested in, in their research. And uh, actually I contacted maybe 50 of them, but you know, maybe, maybe 10 replied and maybe five suggested me to work with them. And it was a fascinating year because I was able to discover so many things and understood that actually my programming skills is 
more than enough for the uh, area that I'm interested in. And this is how I started my path towards my uh, PhD degree. That's a very fascinating story. I mean, that literally I'm going to tell my viewers, yeah. it doesn't matter like, you know, where you start, uh, yes. as long as you actually have some programming knowledge background or, you know, some sort of like a statistics or mathematical skill set, yes. you can always get into this artificial intelligence or machine learning field and, you know, try to uh, pursue your career in data science area. So uh, thanks, uh, Paulina, for uh, sharing your experience and the journey you had so far. So that also brings me to the next question. So now you mentioned that you actually had a very fascinating journey. You started from like a economics background and then slowly you uh, grew your interest in the artificial intelligence field. And later on, you decided to pursue your research career in this field. So uh, as like for any like uh, young aspirants, like who actually wants to work in the AI and machine learning field, whether they want to be a machine learning engineer or a research scientist in AI area. So what kind of advice would, would you like to give them? You know, what kind of mindset they should have in order to pursue their career in this uh, area? Uh, well, again, I can talk from the academia perspective, okay, because that's where I'm mostly in. Uh, so first of all, you should understand that academia is a very competitive field um, because we are measured on, you know, whether we can discover something new or not. I believe in industry, you can, you know, apply something else, something what you already know again and again, while in academia, you cannot replicate something. I mean, it, it will not yeah it's, make it's your not a tangible outcome you know right exactly yeah so expectations are quite high so you need to produce something new all the time so that's first thing just in general about academia right uh, second point i would say that because ai is so um new area and it's growing so fast whatever was published or you know uh, discovered a few years ago is already outdated so main point here is to be constantly uh, aware about what was just published, what are the news, you know, um, which kind of development are coming up from labs, etc. Otherwise, you just will not be relevant. So maybe other uh, other field maybe not developing that fast. So it may be slightly easier to, you know, stay up to date. Here you definitely need to be aware about everything what's happening to be relevant. Um, uh, what else? Uh, overall, I think being in industry or being in academia, those are different mindsets. So for me, for example, although I switched the field, I knew for a long time that I will be in academia, whether in computer science like I'm right now or you know economics, etc. Uh, I just knew that I prefer theory and discover discovery more than you know application of the same um, knowledge that I already knew before. So that was quite clear for me. Um, and I believe that this is something what um, people who are aspiring to be in academia should be aware of. Another thing is that you have to spend a lot of time reading and being on your own with your laptop. Although you know conferences looks great, um, you actually spend a lot of time on your own and then, you know, just thinking. That's skimming through like a research papers and the old yeah. research work and other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Although I kind of knew that before it was, um, it was uh, something what I did not expect in advance, you know. 
probably also partially because I started my degree right when uh, COVID-19 started. So it, it added to it, but uh, I realized that in the future, in order to be successful, you have to read a lot. You have to think a lot and, you know, it's mostly work by yourself. Exactly. And uh, going back to your like uh, question that how you know in the technology space there have been so much advancement made in the last few years. Uh, that's totally a correct statement because I could relate to that um, because last year I did some deep learning work related to COVID nineteen detection from chest X images. And when I was actually writing the paper, I found out there's so many already work have been done within like six months time frame. Um, mm -hmm. So it, uh, I think there is a site called Connected Paper Journal, which actually has like a kind of a tree uh, nodes of like each node actually represent a paper related to that particular uh, research area. And when I was really going through that uh, site, I found there's so many research work have already been done on COVID-19 detection, whereas mm -hmm. the pandemic started only like a year back. So yeah, it's very fascinating to see like, you know, how much uh, advancement we're making in the AI and machine learning area. And I think I feel like, especially in the deep learning space, um, like a convolutional neural network, it's still evolving. I mean, we still don't know what's the exact benchmark of convolutional neural network. I think uh, right now we are just doing like more of like a trial and error approach. So I feel like um, uh, unless until we break into that space that how uh, we can actually build the fundamental CNN, um, I think we, that research area will still be evolving in future. I mean, that's just an example, but then I just wanted to share my perspective on that, you know, if you yeah. uh, can add to that, you know, like. Yeah, I think you're definitely right with that. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, this is something that fascinates me, right? Because uh, you, you cannot even know how much more can be discovered in this area. Exactly. Uh, if we if will just put this discovery, uh, this time um, passed on the timeline, you can understand that this is just a super tiny part yeah. of, you know. The tip of the iceberg that yeah. we're dealing with at yeah, this point. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And this is what really makes me excited about this field. Mm -hmm. So talking about the, your research, uh, would you like to share some of your research work related stuff with my viewers, whichever you'll be comfortable to share with for now? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, first of all, since I'm a second year PhD student, I'm, taking, I'm still taking classes. So in addition to my research, I had to take a couple of classes, like core classes, and within those, but again, when you are in PhD program, your classes are slightly different. So you're not obliged to take them. So you're taking them out of your curiosity and therefore you can develop a lot of projects during those classes. So um, by the way, everybody is welcome to visit my GitHub. I usually upload my projects there and I don't mind sharing them. Um, so what I did, I tried to explore um, most of the areas of AI. So I did projects in NLP, in deep learning, um, just, just regular machine learning, etc. So, and applications also very different. So I really, if, if you are interested in that, I would recommend always to explore all the areas before committing to, you know, one. And overall, it's nice to have an um, overview of, you know, different approach. Yeah, and my, um, I have a couple of uh, research projects right now, but my main project that I'm working on uh, as a PhD student is focused on um, brain reading, we call it. So basically we have a big data set of EEG signal from the brain, uh, and we are trying to predict the thoughts. So basically we are doing um, classification in trying to understand um, 
what exactly the person is thinking right now. So um, we originally it was aimed for the people who has a lockdown syndrome. Mm -hmm. So people who are actually uh, can think, but they are their body is totally paralyzed, so they cannot express themselves. Um, but of course, this technology can be applied in many other uh, situations. Um, so this is uh, fascinating for me. First, we started by uh, replicating something similar that was done by Stanford University. Uh, we found this paper, papers um, uh, from a couple of years ago. So we realized that we can try to replicate and then improve and build on this paper. So we are in touch with the professors from Stanford and this is what we are working on. Oh, by the way, uh, in addition to the people in academia, um, replication is uh, an important thing. So if you publish something what cannot be really replicated, that's going to be an issue. And even- You, you know, have to build upon your research, you know, that's how the open source community work. Uh, right, right. And you know, you can report your results in a different way, right? We, know, we all know how to misuse yeah. statistics, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and this is a different um, thing that, um, yeah. In, important topic in academia yeah so this is my main project and i also been working um i actually published in paper in time series analysis uh, on the crypto um cryptocurrency prices so i i did use my economics degree a little bit uh, for now uh and i also see you know um, cryptocurrencies and decentralized finance uh, as a big issue and i'm also interested in that one Uh, so that was my, I would say, side project, but I did publish paper in, in that. I, mean, I think your your background in economics that really helped, and that kind of like obviously grew some interest to do some prediction work on cryptocurrency, since yeah. decentralization is also one of the like uh, biggest, uh, I would say, a hot cake in current world because yes, we've yes. all been into cryptocurrency, right? <laughs> Trying yeah. to understand how this work and how the Bitcoin and the, all the uh, blockchain system. Uh, yeah. That's very interesting. I will definitely uh, take a look at your research paper on cryptocurrency, uh, since I'm also from a kind of a finance background, so I have also uh, some interest in this field. I'll definitely use, and uh, maybe there'll be a future collaboration we can expect in future, like in terms of any deep learning, because I'm very much interested in, uh, you know, building some of those uh, uh, collaboration or a project with academics people, because I have a lot of a respect for uh, academics uh, people uh, come up with in the space of deep learning and machine learning. And I think if that industry and academics could work together in some cases where we can actually benefit each other, like industry people could actually, um, I would say they can provide some of the expertise that uh, maybe academics people could benefit from. And I feel like there'll be a future collaboration, uh, uh, more future collaboration between industry and academics people. So yeah. I'll be happy to chat with you in future about that. Yeah, I, I would love to learn more about this. In fact, um, last semester I started a start, startup club at our school, uh, where actually what I saw is that there is not enough collaboration between CS department and business school. And I've seen this kind of discrepancy. And I thought, well, we are in one school. Why don't we just talk, you know, and do some meetings? So it would be if you are interested in maybe, you know, 
sharing your experience. Take a look at your GitHub account and uh, for my viewers, and uh, I will definitely share uh, Paulina's uh, GitHub link in the video caption. So please take a look at it and contact her on LinkedIn if you're interested in her research work and if you want any future collaboration with her, or her department and uh, University of Texas. So the, now let's uh, move to the next and the final question for today's coffee chat session. So now uh, I know I understand that uh, your work mainly related to uh, neuroscience. I would say like you're trying to predict the brain signal based on the certain human behavior. So if you talk about that field, uh, what do you envision from your research? And you know, like, how do you think that uh, the future of AI would evolve around the kind of research you're currently doing? Like, will you be able to uh, break the barrier to understand maybe the human consciousness or will be able to mimic, uh, the, we will be able to make the bot mimic and human consciousness or human behavior in future based on whatever you're currently working on for your actual research? Uh, it's a good question. Well, uh, I believe that uh, building uh, excellent model with this particular task can be very beneficial for many, many fields. So if you just think about medical field that I already mentioned, that's one, but you can also think about forensic field, for example, right? Uh, if you can um, understand what thoughts are going on in brain, then you can um, use it on the witnesses or, you know, on uh, somebody who is uh, convicted in or going uh, under the trial. Uh, well, uh, besides that, you can, I think, apply it for many other fields like maybe psychiatry, right? Uh, but I will not go that far yet because of course uh, this, um, this field is complicated for the reason that the brain is still not researched well, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we still don't know. I mean, we're still trying to understand the primitive uh, nature of human being, right? <laughs> right, right. And actually in our research and the, in the Stanford paper, we're not exactly predicting, thought we're predicting the class um, of the object that the person may think about. So of course it's a step towards reading, reading the mind as, as, as grand as it can sound. Mm -hmm. But of course it's, it's a long way to get there. Exactly. Um, but I believe that with deep learning, right, and with the AI, it's it's going to make it probably faster and more um, reasonable that it can happen in the in the future. Yeah, I know because on this uh, similar space, I guess we have seen that how Neuralink is currently working on, you know, just uh, maybe predicting the human behavior or you know trying to understand. Yeah. How uh, the human in a monkey's brain work, and I think recently they did some research to make a monkey just to like play a ping pong game, in using yeah. the, the monkey's brain. You know, so those kind of work have been fascinating. So there are so many things going on around the world, I guess, in terms of uh, uh, implementing artificial intelligence, machine learning in space of neuroscience. And uh, I would be happy to follow you to see how much uh, progress you make in your uh, work in the future. And I, I definitely feel like this, uh, the AI artificial intelligence machine learning has a lot of potential in future to uh, maybe answer to some of the questions that uh, we've been looking for for a long time, at least in the science and science, scientific science area. But uh, we will still not there yet. I mean, we're still kind of taking the baby steps in that field. So, I mean, good luck on your uh, research, uh, Pauline. And uh, I would definitely say that uh, uh, that this kind of work you've been doing 
might it will definitely have potential to become revolutionary in future and i definitely yeah. people yeah. the scientists like you if you can uh, at least have the mindset to break the barrier to bring some um, great work in the in the science science world or nation artificial intelligence world that will help to kind of like alleviate the gap and also accelerate the progress of uh, this field in future so definitely. Yeah, so thanks for uh, your time and thanks for sharing your journey so far and your research work. I'm pretty sure my viewers would get a lot of benefit uh, from uh, listening to this talk. There are plenty of information out there. So just one uh, the advice to my viewers is like, please, uh, if you want to like pursue your career in the artificial intelligence and machine learning, especially in the in this um, research work, I mean, don't ever like in a bog town with like, what kind of... Uh, I guess background you have, you can always uh, make a fresh start anytime. I think that's what Paulina just suggested like a few minutes back and she, she shared her experience and the learning journey, how she switched from industry to academics. I mean, I know it's been a tough, uh, long road, but uh, I guess uh, we can all do that if we have that mindset. Yeah, and also- To just to close this on the- Right. Yeah. And I also uh, wanted to say first, thank you for having me. And second thing is uh, if anybody is interested in getting in academia and you need an advice, please feel free to reach me. Uh, I have my website, nemkova.com. Please uh, reach me. Uh, I would be happy to help because I had many people who helped me. And I believe that, you know, the more people you help, the better we, we are all together. We all grow together. So, you know, and like, it's yeah. important to understand that we all need help. And once you know better, and once you received advice from somebody, you can you can do things more efficiently. Exactly. The same as academia, you know, getting into PhD school is a separate project and you need to know the steps. So I would be happy to help as I was helped by somebody else before. That's great. And thanks for showing that interest. And uh, we need a more uh, like a willing uh, people from academia. We'd be happy to extend their help to the aspiring students who wants to learn uh, the artificial intelligence and machine learning because we need more workforces. We are not there yet. We're still making baby steps there. So many things to learn. Uh, I've been continuously learning. I feel like I learned every, you know, about data science and artificial intelligence every day. And I, I don't think so this learning curve will ever end uh, for the yeah. remaining part of my life. You know, we will all exactly. learn more every day in you know, life. So thanks for, you know, like uh, for your time and thanks for joining my coffee chat session. I'm pretty sure this will open uh, some pathway for like a future collaboration or I'll be very interested to um, read your research paper in future and maybe we'll have more discussion in future, you know, like uh, specific to uh, any coffee chat or specific to your future work and good luck on your, uh, you know, uh, primary research work on brain, um, yeah. like uh, neuroscience. So hopefully yeah. that will definitely take you to the next level and hopefully that will help you to uh, contribute something to the scientific community that will help, uh, I guess, the whole society. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you Thanks, for having Paulina. me. And uh, that's all for now. Viewers, please wait for the next coffee chat session, which will feature another industry or expert from academia. So till then, goodbye. Bye.